Good morning. Welcome to all those joining us for Likutei Halachas, Yeradeya Chelik Sheni, Hilchas Sefer Torah, Halacha Dalit, and we're in the middle of paragraph Yud Beis. We dedicate the learning today, Leilu Nishmas, David Yehuda Breb Zvulun Akoyen, and Leilu Nishmas, Yentafradl Bas Rabbi Shuaye, Harini Kapuras Mishkova. And for a complete Rufu Shalema for all those that need it, including Chaviv Chana Basgalia, Rochel Basgalia, Moishalei ben Chana Brindel, David Lei ben Shena, Chaviv Chana Basgalia, Rochel Basgalia, Eliyahu ben Miriam Rus, Rochel Tzipora Bas Batshua, Lei ben Zhenya. Chaim ben Rachel, Soramaya bas Sipka Rivka, Shloimoy ben Rivka Sprinza, Kuna Boruch ben Zavaleya, David Elio ben Michal, Shimon Eloza ben Michal, Michal bas Rivka, Avram Tzvi Hirsch ben Peramalka, Ami ben Chai ben Yehudas Gila, Chaim Tzvi ben Voiraleya, Shraga Betzal ben Chayesora, Chanesora Basora, Shimon Eliezer ben Rochel, Yaakov Yeshua ben Freindel Rechel, Avram David ben Chana, David ben Behia, Shendel Basleya, Sora Rochel bas Yuspendel, Avivelon bas Yuspendel, Gitganendel bas Sipoira, Lebalea bas Sipoira, Michal Sora bas Adasa, Idis bas Miriam Brindel, Chayim Aryeh ben Brocha, Chana Basora, Avigail Brocha Bashira Dvoira, Pesia Bas Chayester, Borch Mordechai Bentali, Fruma Bas Genessa, Necharocha Bas Hindalea, Daniel Yeshua Benyente Frida Blima, Aviva Chaya Bas Estemindel, Gitlea Bas Frumet, Moisha Mendel Benlea, Besorch Sharchel Yisrael. We're in the middle of the topic of writing a Sefer Torah based on chapter 8 in the second half of Likut Imran. And Rav Nosenzal is putting the finishing touches on this topic. Based on what we've been learning here so far, we'll be able to understand also why it's extremely forbidden for a person to touch the parchment of the Sefer Torah with their hand, without using a cloth or something else. Lahoyrois, this is to teach us Sheklulabisborach that the Torah the Sefer Torah itself, which is literally part of Hashem and like Hashem, Kihu Achdusoyisborach it's one with Hashem. The Zohar Kodesh makes a famous statement, Hashem, the Torah, and the Jewish people are one. There's no physical, tangible touching of, of Hashem, of the Torah. And we have no understanding at all whatsoever of the Torah, <coughs> without going through 
many different garments. That's the term that's used, garments, meaning different layers of, of introduction, of things that, that are prerequisites in a sense, and things that, that, that filter and lower the light of the Torah to a level that we can relate to it. All of this is related to the Pasuk that Rabbein Ezzel quotes in that chapter on the Kutimran <coughs> and in other places. Shepirushoi, what this Pasuk means, Shehu Yisborach, Medame Atzmoi, Alidei Hanavim, Bekamo Demyoinois. The term Adame in this context means imagination in a sense that Hashem allows himself to be imagined by the Navi, by the Prophet. A Navi cannot actually see Hashem himself because Hashem is not physical. So Hashem Kaviochel is makes at medame some kind of imagi- imaginative form <clears throat> in order for the Navi to be able to relate to him. Bekama Demyonis, many different types of Demyon. In order that we should be able to have a perception of Hashem. And this is also related to the term Biror Hamedame that we've been talking about throughout, that Rabbi Nezal mentions many times about clarifying that which is unclear. Again, Kaviochel Hashem. Because he is infinite, because he is completely spiritual, because we have no understanding whatsoever of the actuality of Hashem, therefore the term medame. <coughs> and it's through this process that we zorche te emuna. V'chol hadimyoinois heim bechinas levushin kaviochel, kayodua. And all of these imaginative forms all of these comparisons where we compare Hashem to different things, all of these are referred to as kaviochal garments of Hashem. <coughs> However, it's forbidden for a person with their physical hands to touch the physical Sefer Torah. Ki Torah this is to show us that the Torah itself is completely removed from our physicality. <clears throat> and it's impossible for us to draw from the Torah <clears throat> without many garments. One form of a garment is a word. Words, we speak, <clears throat> we speak about the Torah, that's a levush. That's like a garment, in a sense, by which we communicate regarding the Torah. <coughs> the letters, paragraph Yud Gimel, V'alkein koisven al gabi oir behem daiko, and this is why we write a Sefer Torah on the skin, on the hide of an animal, a kosher animal, ki oir behem avachayo hu bechinas tachlis tzimtzum hamedameh, because the skin of an animal represents the, the lowest, lowest level, the least spirituality, in a sense, that we could possibly talk about. The greatest symptom. <clears throat> and we use a, a pen or a feather 
and using the black ink like we spoke about in the previous shir to write the letters of the Torah, Shehein Bechinas Ruach Nevuah. These letters of the Torah represent prophecy, the, the message of Hashem. By doing this, by writing these letters on this skin of an animal, this hide of an animal, <coughs> we were purifying this this medame. This is an, an example of biror hamedame. And Rav Nosson says, Earlier in Orachayim and Hilchis Tfilin, there also Rab Nosanzal speaks about writing tefillin on on parchment, on the side of an animal, and, and gives clarity to this. Any questions, please? Now Rab Nosanzal uses this as a springboard to go into the topic of mezuzah, which is also something that's written on parchment, but what Rab Nosanzal is going to discuss some of the details of the mitzvah of mezuzah as it relates to chapter 8 in the second half of Likud Imran, which this halach is based on, and to what we've been talking about till now. Paragraph Yudalit, V'zeh b'chinas mezuzah, ki tzrichen likboya mezuzah etzel pesach habayis, were required to put up a mezuzah by the entrance to the house, by the entrance of a room, k'dei lahamshich kdushas eretz Yisroel etoich habayis, and thereby draw the holiness of Eretz Yisroel into the house, into the room. Because that's what really makes the house so on, on a spiritual level, in terms of holiness, in terms of connecting to Hashem. Because a home is not really called a home without the holiness of Eretz Yisroel. Ki ikr habayis ulichnois besoichoi michutz lefnim. Because the main reason why we make a house a home is it should be a place where we're able to go from outside. When we're outside, we're able to go inside. That's the terminology that's used about going home. I'm going inside. And the only time a person is inside is when they're connecting to the holiness of Eretz Yisroel. Because outside of Eretz Yisroel, everyone is referred to as outside. <coughs> because the rest of the world is called outside of Eretz Yisroel. Sheshom hakol b'chutz. In all of those other countries, and all the other lands, <clears throat> everyone and everything is outside. Because we know the Torah tells us that a house is supposed to be built with Chochmah. Kemoshikosov, as it says, Mishlei Bechochmah Bayis. And as Rabbi Nezal writes about this in ch- chapter 266 on the Kutim and when we talk about Chachma, what kind of Chachma are we talking about? We're talking about recognition of Hashem, knowledge about Hashem. As it says in Yirmiyanovi, that 
intelligent people, intellectuals, shouldn't pride themselves with their knowledge. The only thing that a person can take pride in is the knowledge and wisdom that they have about Hashem. And it's only for this reason that we're really building and establishing a home so that it should be a place where I can live out my life and the term live because the main place where a person is living is living in their home as, as we see and what do we, what do we, how do we define living? We're talking about a person drawing true chachma into the in their home, which is lodas ulahakir It's about recognition and knowledge of Hashem. That's called living. That's called being alive. as it says in Koheles, ha gives a person life. Chachma defines life. Chachma de Gdusha. Yisrael. And this is only through the holiness of Eretz Yisrael. Sheshom Iker Hadas Vahachachma Amitius Leida Mimenu Yisbora. Because it's in Eretz Yisrael that a person can really acquire and live with recognition of Hashem. Ki Avira Eretz Yisrael Machkem. Because as the Gemara says, Towards the end of Baba Basra, the heir of Eretz Yisrael gives a person chachma. Which chachma? The chachma amitius, the true chachma, which is awareness and recognition of Hashem. Shehi lahakir Rav Zal keeps repeating this in order for us to understand that that's called smart, that's called intellect, that's called wisdom, that's called knowledge. Vialkain. And this is why the Gemara says at the end of Ksubas that a person who lives in Eretz Yisrael, it's like they have Hashem. But a person who lives outside of Eretz Yisrael, it's like they don't have Hashem. And therefore, a person who's living outside of Eretz Yisrael, even if they're living in a choshev home, a very beautiful, respectable home, ki'ilu mamish. It's as if they're living in the street. It's as if they're living outside. Ki'nikro Because Hashem calls it outside. Chutz mamish. Literally outside. And this is an awareness that a person, that a Jew has to have. We know that there are places where there are, there are yeshivas or shuls or, or Jewish communities where they don't talk about this, where this isn't a big issue. There's the Zionists, the people who make a big deal about Eretz Yisrael, and those who don't make such a big deal about, this, about Eretz Yisrael. They make a big deal about other mitzvahs, <coughs> other issues. But we see that in Breslov, Rabbein and Rav Nosanzal make a big deal about every mitzvah, every issue in the Torah. And this item, Eretz Yisroel, 
is not a small issue. We know the first line in the Torah. <clears throat> the Torah begins, in the beginning Hashem created heaven and earth. And the Medrash asks, why does the Torah begin with that? Why couldn't it just begin with the first mitzvah, Kiddush Levana? And it says this is because Hashem knew that there's going to come a time when the Goyim are going to say that Eretz Yisrael belongs to us. We were there first. And Hashem wants to make it very clear in the first line of the Torah, the opening line of Yiddishkeit, that, that, Eretz, that Hash, I created the world and everything in it, and it all belongs to me. And therefore, I allowed the Goyim to be in Eretz Yisrael when I wanted to, and I decide when to evict them and to replace them with Bnei Yisrael. So the first line of the Torah begins with Eretz Yisrael. And, and the Chumash Dvarim, the entire Chumash is about Eretz Yisrael. And, and Avram Avinu, when Hashem meets up with Avram Avinu, reveals himself to Avram Avinu, the message to Avram Avinu is, I love you, and you and your family are going are gonna to have Eretz Yisrael. And then because Avram Avinu said, Bamoeda, Hashem said, oy, 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 now you're going to have to wait 400 years. But it's all over. It's all over that this is the goal and this is where real, authentic Judaism can be practiced. What about the millions, the tens of millions of Jews who are out of Eretz Yisrael? They need to know that their connection is Eretz Yisrael. They need to know that every day when they daven Shmon Esrei, I'm facing Eretz Yisrael. I'm not, I don't forget for a moment that my place is Eretz Yisrael, my source is Eretz Yisrael, my source of Chachma, my source of Emuna, my connection to Hashem is through Eretz Yisrael. Question in the chat, did Rabbein Zal hold that it's necessary just to visit Eretz Yisrael, like he and Rav Zal did, or did he hold that a person has to actually live in Eretz Yisrael? The answer is that this is a, a, a discussion among the Rishonim, the Ramban, and possibly the Rambam. I'm not sure. I know the Ramban is the one who, who holds very strongly that even today there's a mitzvah sase of Yishuv Eretz Yisrael, settling in Eretz Yisrael. The answer is that both Rabbeinu Zal and Rabbeinu Zal definitely wanted to live in Eretz Yisrael there were extenuating circumstances at the time where they knew they had to be in, in Chutzloritz. However, they, they were moiser nefesh when you read the story of how and when and under what circumstances Rabbein Zal went to Eretz Yisrael and Rab Zal and Rab Nachman Chirin and the other students of Rabbein Zal. And we see that all the, the majority of, of the breast lovers, the breast lover followers, all try to live in Eretz Yisrael, or at least to be very well connected to Eretz Yisrael. My Rebbe Rav Rosenfeld stressed it tremendously to all of his Talmidim, and he taught everyone, he imbued everyone with an incredible love and respect for Eretz Yisrael. My Rebbe Rav Michal said he davened for 38 years straight, every single day, pleading with Hashem to be zorcha to get to Eretz Yisrael and applying for a visa every single time it was possible to get out of Russia and to get to Eretz Yisrael. And once he got to Eretz Yisrael, he never imagined leaving. The only things he left Eretz Yisrael for were to go to Uman for Shoshanah, and when the kever of Rabbein Zal was in danger, and it required 
connecting to the American government at the time, he left for that purpose. But again, the focus was Eretz Yisrael. Any other questions? And therefore, when we talk about a Jewish home, what the, the essence of a Jewish home is only when we're able to draw into it the holiness of Eretz Yisrael. Because outside of Eretz Yisrael also, those people outside of Eretz Yisrael have to draw the holiness of Eretz Yisrael. And this is a very important concept that we have throughout Yiddishkeit. We know we speak about Shabbos, Shabbat, Shona, Nefesh, the three categories by which the world is defined. Oilam, place, Shona, time, and Nefesh, uh, organism. <clears throat> and in, in Oilam, we have Eretz Yisrael, the, the holiest place in the world is Eretz Yisrael. In Shona, the holiest time is Shabbos. Shabbos is called the top of all holy holidays. <clears throat> and, and we know that in Shabbos, there's a concept of drawing the holiness of Shabbos into the weekdays, of, of taking some of Friday and making, bringing Shabbos into Friday, extending Shabbos into Sunday. So here also with Eretz Yisrael, those people that are outside of Eretz Yisrael need to draw the holiness of Eretz Yisrael into their homes. And one of the ways that this is accomplished is by the mezuzah at the entrance to the home. Because one of the most important things that defines the holiness of Eretz Yisrael is emuna. As it says in Tehillim, Shchon Eretz Ure'e Emuna, live in the land and be nourished with Emuna. And as Rabbi Nezal speaks about this in the chapter in the Kudimran that this haloch is based on, the holiness of Eretz Yisroel is based on Hashem making it clear in the first line of the Torah that He's the one who created everything. <coughs> Koyach, the word Koyach is 28, referring to the 28 letters of the first Pasuk in the Torah. It's called the Chofches Asvan de Bereshis, where Hashem shows, I made everything. Al Yidei Sheyoidin Shashem Yisporach Bora HaKoyl Biretzoinoi Yesh Me'ayin HaMuchlot. Based on our knowing and realizing that Hashem created everything with His will, and it was created something from complete nothingness. And Hashem controls everything and, and guides everything with His direct detail supervision over every single detail in the world. And the way that we draw this holiness into the house is through those two parshias that are found inside the mezuzah, which is established at the entrance to the house. Shehem Shema and Vahoyim Shamoya. Those are the two parshias. Shehem Ikr Huemuna. 
those, those two parts of the Torah are what really define our emuna, our faith in Hashem. Shehu Shema Yisrael. The first one is, listen Jews. Hashem Alekeinu Hashem Echod. Shehu Iker Emuna Sayichud. That's where we declare that Hashem is number one and Hashem is the one and only. Uparshis Vahoyim Shamoya Hu Bechinas Emunas Hashkocha. And the next parsha, Vahoyim Shema Tishmu, is where we really declare our faith in Hashgacha Prati, Shehakoil Misnahe Biritsoine Vashgachasispara, that everything in the world is being controlled and dictated to by the direct supervision of Hashem and based on Hashem's will. Kimavura Bapasha Sois, as it says clearly in Vahoyim Shamoya, if you'll listen to my mitzvot, you'll have rain at the appropriate time. Rain will come at the right time. You'll get all the blessings. And the opposite, you better watch out. If, if you'll turn away from Hashem, Hashem will withhold the rain. So we see again, everything going on in the world is dependent on listening to Hashem or not listening to Hashem. So we see clearly expressed in this paragraph of Shema, of Vahoyim Shamoya, that everything is determined by the direct supervision of Hashem. And therefore, it's through these two parshias of the mezuzah that we draw the holiness of Eretz Yisrael into the home, which is emuna, like we just said. And that's what a Jewish home is really all about. Note, when the Torah speaks about Eretz Yisroel, it says, Tomid Hashem The eyes of Hashem are constantly focused on Eretz Yisroel. From the beginning of the year to the end of the year. So we see again that the Kiddush of Eretz Yisroel is defined as the eyes of Hashem focused on it, that Hashgoch Prati. And now Rav Nassim makes a very important statement that we need to know for all of Likut HaLochas and for all of Yiddishkeit, because this comes up many times. Ki emuna v'chachma digdusha shnehem echad. Because when we speak about emuna, faith in Hashem, and when we speak about chachma, they're both really one. Utluyim zebozeh, they're both dependent on each other, as Rav Nosen Zal is going to explain later on. Even though, what do you mean? They're opposites. Emuna is what I don't understand, and Chachma means to understand, right? Not, not sometimes. Sometimes. Rav Nosen Zal is going to show us how in authentic Yiddishkeit, Emuna and Chachma are one. They're inseparable. There's no such thing as Chachma without Emuna, and there's no such thing as Emuna without Chachma. V'yalkein, <clears throat> Eretz Yisroel, and therefore Eretz Yisrael, which is the center of Emunah, as we showed earlier, it's also the source of Chachma. As the Gemara says, towards the end of Baba Basra, Avira Machkim, the air of Eretz Yisrael makes a person smart. 
Va'amru, and it says in the Medrash, Ein Chachma Kechachma Seretz Yisroel. There is no Chachma in the world like the Chachma of Eretz Yisroel. Ve'ikr Kedusha Seretz Yisroel, Shehu Ho'emuna Ve'ha'chachma Ha'kdoisha Shazoichen Shom, Kol Yisroel, now, where does Eretz Yisrael receive all of this emuna and chachma? The answer is from the Beis Hamikdash, which is situated in Eretz Yisrael. <coughs> we know the Beis Hamikdash was a center of miracles. The Gemara says there were ten miracles taking place on a constant basis in the Beis Hamikdash. That gives a person, that strengthens a person's emuna. Rabbein writes in chapter 7 in Likut Imran, Emuna is Bechinas Nisim, miracles. And, and the Beis Samikdash was the center of the highest level of Chachma, the greatest rabbis, the Sanhedrin Agdoila, sat in the Beis Samikdash. Ki mitzion teitze soira, umishom tzrichen lahamshech hakedusha lechol bote Yisrael al yidei hamezuzah shekoivim bepesach habayis. And it's from the Beis Samikdash that we need to draw holiness into all of the Jewish homes through the mezuzah, which we establish at the entrance of the home. And now Rav Nosson Sal is going to explain what a little bit more on a spiritual level. What is a home? Paragraph Tesvov. Ki ikar mechitzois habayis nemshachim mebechinas mechitzois hasechel in chapter 8, in the second half of the Kutimran, which this haloch is based on, Rabbeinu Salveh speaks about the mechitzois hasechel, the boundaries, the walls of a person's brain. <clears throat> we know that we speak about chachma, bina, and das. We speak about the infinite light of Hashem, ein soif, the oyer ein soif, the infinite light of Hashem. But the infinite light of Hashem is something that we can't really use. We can't relate to it. We can't connect to it. The only time we can connect to the infinite light of Hashem is when it's not infinite, when it's made finite, when it's put into war, into boundaries. These boundaries are the spheroids. They are kalim. Chachma, Bina, and Das are kalim, vessels, into which this infinite light has gone into in order that we should be able to relate to it. Because we know there's a very important rule we mentioned many times that when there's too much light is blinding. When you turn on the light too strong, you can't see at all. A spotlight, look at a spotlight, you see you can't see anything. So the the boundaries of, of, of the seichel, that's what makes it possible for us to understand, to think, to learn. And now Rav Nosanzal says that the boundaries of a house, the walls in a house, draw from the walls of the seichel, by which, which are what enable us to, um, to, re, to attain true chachma, which means recognition of Hashem. Because we know the truth is that Hashem is everywhere. And even in places of Tumah, places that are outside the domain of holiness, even there Hashem is there. 
in a hidden form. That's how they are alive. Otherwise, they wouldn't be alive. They wouldn't exist. Nothing can exist without the presence of Hashem. As it says in the Navi Nechemiah, You, Hashem, infuse light into everything. And the fact that Hashem is hidden, the fact that the majority of the world is not aware of Hashem and does not admit, doesn't believe in Hashem, is because of too much light. Meaning, because they don't have vessels into which to receive that light, that das. Because too much light, you cannot, re- you cannot receive, as is known. An example, a person is holding an, an eight gallon, uh, a, a ten gallon jug of water, of liquid. Can you drink from it? No, if you're a normal person, you can't, you can't, you can't even pick it up to pick it up and hold it to drink from it. If you did, you'd get a shower, you'd get drenched. In order to be able to drink water, you need a normal, you need a cup, you need a pitcher, you need vessels. So here also, the world, the majority of the world is not, is not they, they don't believe in Hashem, they don't have recognition of Hashem because of this problem of riboyor, because there's, there's this infinite light, but they don't have vessels into which to receive it. And therefore, our ability to learn, to study about Hashem, to have knowledge, is dependent on the walls of, of a person's mind. Which are boundaries and vessels into which we can receive this knowledge and holiness. And it's from there that the physical walls of a Jewish home draw their holiness. As we quoted the Pasuk earlier, we're supposed to build our homes with We have to draw these walls, these partitions in a house that the walls of our house should draw their holiness, their connection to Hashem, from the walls of our seichel. Because the main reason why a person needs a bias, a home, is to have a place to learn, to learn Torah and to daven. What do you mean? You daven in shul. A shul is called a base haknesses. A place that we learn is called a base hamedrish. And again, a person can't, most shuls most are not open 24-7, or a person can't always be there. So in terms of the functionality of a house, the most important function in a house is to be able to learn Torah, to be able to daven in the house when we need to. This is why my Rebbe Rav Rosenfels stressed so much there are many homes that you go into, big, beautiful homes, and you want to find a safer, and you don't know where the sfarma. Oh, oh, oh! It's in the clo- It's underneath in that closet down there. You know, it's not visible. It's not on display. When the beauty of a Jewish home is the Torah, the sfarim in the house.
And even a person who's not a big learner, who's not a big Talmud Chacham, the intention in building a home, in acquiring a home, has to be that this will be a place where I'll be able to raise my children to study Torah. And I'll be able to invite Talmud Chachamim into my home. And if a person builds a home with that intention, then the walls of their home are the wall, these mechitzos hasechel, she'ikar hasogas yodon, where we said our main ability to achieve knowledge and understanding is dependent on the mechitzos hasechel. question in the chat. It seems that the reason most people don't recognize Hashem is not because of Riboyar, but on the contrary, because of the fact that in this world Hashem can't really be seen. Why can't it? You're right, but Rab Nelson is teaching you why he can't be seen. He can't be seen because he's a five-watt bulb. He can't be seen because he's infinite. Because Hashem is Ein Soif, you cannot see him without kalim, without vessels. That's why. That's what he's explaining here. Therefore, the result is, can't see him. He's, he's hidden. But most, in most cases, something is hidden. Hidden means in the dark. Hashem ain't in the dark. Hashem is all lit up. He's, he's too lit up. He's Ein Soif. And the only way we humanoids can, can see Hashem and can relate to Hashem is if we prepare filters. That's the point. And was, the way you are saying it, the, what the Goyim think is, or what some Jews think is, that it's dark. That it's dark outside. The world is dark. The world isn't dark. The entire world is filled with the kavod of Hashem. What is the kavod of Hashem? The kavod of Hashem is Hashem's light. There's a pasuk, The world shines, is lit up with Hashem's kavod. I don't, but I don't see, because you don't have kalim. That's why. Not because there's no light. It's full of light. You don't have kalim, so you can't see. V'alkein Iker HaKedusha V'achiyu Shal Yisroel Shebohem Tluyim Kol HaOilamois Hurak Al Yidei HaBeis HaMikdosh Shehu Beis Chayenu And therefore the main holiness and source of spiritual life of the entire Jewish nation upon whom the entire world is based on and dependent on comes from the Beis HaMikdosh which is the source of our spiritual life because this is really what the holiness of the Beis HaMikdash is all about. It's broadcasting Hashem in order to draw the divine presence there into the Beis HaMikdash. So that we should be able to perceive Hashem and achieve recognition of Hashem 
through all of the boundaries in the Beis Hamikdash, the Mechitzos and the vessels in the Beis Hamikdash. Because we know the Medrash Tanchuma tells us that from the day that Hashem first created the world, Hashem wanted to establish a residence for Himself down here, down below. And this is based on Hashem's great love for the Jewish nation. Because the truth is, based on how great Hashem is, it's impossible for anyone in any world to perceive Hashem, to, to have any level of understanding or recognition of Hashem. As it says in the Navi Malachim, the heavens and the upper heavens cannot contain you at all in any way, Hashem. It's only out of Hashem's great love for the Jewish people that Kaviochel Hashem shrank himself in order to establish residence within the walls of the Beis Hamikdash. And therefore, it's from there that we draw all of our spiritual life. Because once again, being alive in Judaism, it means recognition of Hashem. As it says, he, Hashem, is your life. And it's from the Beis Hamikdash that all Jewish homes and residents draw their spiritual life. We draw into our homes the holiness of the Beis Hamikdash. Shehi Iker Kedushas Eretz Yisrael, which is the real holiness of Eretz Yisrael. That's where Eretz Yisrael gets its holiness from. How? Alidei HaMezuzah Shekoyven Eitzel Pesach Abayis. Through that mezuzah that we establish at the entrance to the home. Ki HaBeis HaMikdosh Hu Iker Kedushas Eretz Yisrael. Because the Beis HaMikdosh is the essence of the holiness of Eretz Yisrael. Shemekudeshes Be'eser Kedushas which the Mishnah says in Kalim that Eretz Yisrael has ten levels of holiness. The Iker HaKedusha Hu HaBeis HaMikdosh and the main center of holiness in Eretz Yisrael is the Beis HaMikdosh. The Iker Hu Beis Kodshei Kodoshim and in the Beis HaMikdosh the holiest place is the Holy of Holies. Shemekudosh Mikulam which is the holiest part of the Beis HaMikdosh. The Iker Kedushas Beis Kodshei Kodoshim Hisheshom Oimeid HaOroin Im Haluchos And what makes the Kodesh HaKodoshim so holy is that that's where you had that box that had in it the Luchos Shebohem Aseres Hadibros on which was the Ten Commandments Shehem Bechinas Asorom Adrego Shel Nevuah which Rabbein Azal shows there in Likud Imran will correspond to the Ten Levels of Prophecy by which we clarify all the unclarities, by which we make a biror hamedame, based on that possible biyad hanevim adame. Nevuah is the solution to medame. 
Shal says, And when there's Biru Hamadama, when things become really clear, then we can believe in Chiddush Oilam. To believe that Hashem created everything with ten statements of creation. As Rabbi Nezal explains over there in Likud Imran. Because all prophets received their prophecy and drew their prophecy from the Holy of Holies in the Beis HaMikdosh. Because where does prophecy come from? Where, where did Hashem speak to the prophets from? From between those two kruvin that were on top of the Oran in the Kodesh Gadoshim. As Rabbein Azal speaks about this in chapter 3 in Likut Imran. It's brought that the words Mibain Shnei Hakruvim, the first letters of Mibain Shnei Hakruvim, spell the word Moshe. Moshe Rabbeinu is called Rabban Shalkala Neviim, the rabbi of all the prophets, and all prophets received their prophecy via Moshe Rabbeinu, and Moshe Rabbeinu receives his prophecy, Mibain Shnei Hakruvim, from the Beis Samikdosh, from the Holy of Holies. V'yalkein ho'oroin emasiratz hadibroiz, oimdim al-mekoim ho'even shesiyah, shemimenu hushtasolam, and therefore, the Gemara tells us that in this Kodesh HaKadoshim, in this Holy of Holies, was also the Evan Shesia, the rock from which Hashem began the creation of the world. Kamashikosov, as it says, Mitzioin, Michlal Yoifi, Elokim Yoifia. Hashem shone forth. Hashem started the light of this world, the whole creation of the world, from Tzioin, from Klal Yoifi, which is the base Samikdosh. Lahoiros to teach us and to inform and enlighten everyone in the world, Shetrilas Havayas Nekuda Soilam, Shemishom Hisri Livroyoilam, Yeshmeyayan Hamuchlot, Shehi Nekuda Seven Shasia, Ze Yevshiloidia Loilam, Kim Alideo Aseras Hadibrois, Shemchinas Ruach Nevua, that the beginning of the creation of the world from which Hashem began the creation of the world, which is something from complete nothingness, it started with that Evan Shesir, that special, that foundation rock. And that foundation, and that cannot operate, and it's impossible for the world to have any recognition of Hashem other than via the Ten Commandments, which are the divine message of Hashem. And it's through this that we draw emuna in Chiddush Oilam, the creation of the world which began with the Evan Lahamin, which means for us, and now Rav Nusazal defines this emuna, Lahamin to believe that the beginning of the physical creation and physical manifestation of the world, which is this rock, Hashem created it as something from complete nothingness. This is called And Rabbi Nassau shows the Likut Imran that a person cannot have this emuna without this divine spirit, this spirit of nevuah. 
Shehi Bechinas Ho'aseres Hadibrois, which is what the Ten Commandments gave us. She'omdu Beveisamikdosh al Nekuda Seven Shesia, and these Ten Commandments, these Luchos, were situated in the Beis Hamikdosh upon the Evan Shesia, Shemimenu Hushtasoylam, from which the whole world was developed. And this holiness is broadcasted to the entire Eretz Yisroel. Because this is what the real holiness of Eretz Yisroel is all about. And it's through the mezuzahs that we establish at the entrance to our homes... That's how we draw this holiness into all of the Jewish homes. Because in those two portions of the Shema, Shema Yisrael and Vayim Shemaya, are really expressed our complete faith. And in the Kriya Shema, is in the Shema is found all ten commandments. Kemoshom Rabbi Seinuzal, as is brought in the Yerushalmi in Brochos, Shekol Ho'aseres Adibrois, Kulin Beparsa Shema, that all ten commandments are found in the Shema. Shalidezeh Nizbarer Hamedame, and again, the ten commandments are the ten levels of Nevuah, which bring about a Birur Hamedame. V'zoichen le'emuna, by which we zoichet to the real emuna, sh'aydezeh nimshach k'dusha seretz Yisroel v'abes ha'mikdosh. And that's how we draw the holiness of Eretz Yisroel, the holiness of the Beis ha'mikdosh, sh'zeh ikar tikun habayis v'kiyumoy. That's what establishing a Jewish home is really all about. Any questions? Paragraph Tesayin, V'alkein Koivan HaMezuzah BePesach HaBayis. And this is why we put up the mezuzah at the entrance to the house. Ki Ho'emuna, Shehi Al Yidei Birur HaMedameh, Hi HaPesach VeHashar, Sha'al Yodo Nechnosim Lodasu LaHakiroisi Yisborach. Because Emuna, which comes, which a person achieves through Birur HaMedameh, that's the entrance way. That's the only, you know, when a person sees a gigantic building or a, a gigantic set of buildings and they want to get into those buildings and they're looking, how, what am I going to parachute into there? I'm going, to, I'm going to go through a slingshot. You have to find the entrance. Where's the entrance? How do you get into this place? The entrance to Hashem, the entrance to Kedusha is Emuna, Biror Hamedame. Through that entrance way, a person is to achieve Das, and recognition of Hashem. Bebechinas, as it says in the Novi Oishaya, ve'erastichli be'emuna v'yodates Hashem. By connecting to emuna, through that I get to yediyah of Hashem. Ki i'efshe lichno yiseladas diktushe kimali de'emuna. Kayadua. It is impossible for a person to really achieve holy das, knowledge of Torah, knowledge of Hashem, without emuna. <coughs> And therefore, emuna is the entrance way by which a person enters into getting to know Hashem, becoming close to Hashem, 
and becoming part of Hashem, becoming literally merging with Hashem. Bebechinas, as the Posik says, Zeh Hashar Lashem, this is the entrance way to Hashem. Tzadikim, through Bechinas, Pischu Sha'orim, Veyovoi Goy Tzadik Shoimer Emunim. Open up the gates and let the righteous nation which upholds Emuna be able to enter. And you find throughout the Sifrei Kabbalah, the Zohar Kodesh says this many, many times, that the only way to enter into Hashem is via the Malchus. And we mentioned many times that in, in, in Sifrei Kabbalah and Sifrei Hasidus, it's made perfectly clear that Malchus and Emuna are synonymous. Dovra Melech is the one who says, Va'ani Tfila. I am all about Tfila, and Tfila is Emuna. Remember, Moshe Rabbein, says about Moshe Rabbeinu, his hands were outstretched in faith, Vayehi Yodav Emuna. His hands were outstretched in Emuna, and the Targum says in Tfila. So Tfila, Emuna, Malchus are all synonymous. Any questions? We'll hold it over here. We're in the middle of a paragraph now. Rabbi Nassar is going to clarify the issue, the, the, the comparison, the connection between Emuna and Biror Hamedame. Show how those two are the same. Wishing everybody a wonderful day. We should be zeicher to have wonderful Jewish homes with glad kosher mezuzas. And, and we should be zeicher, those that live in Eretz Yisrael should appreciate, should realize what it means to live in Eretz Yisrael and to want to draw the Emuna and the, and the Chochmah of Eretz Yisrael into ourselves, into our families, into our homes, and those that aren't yet living in Eretz Yisrael should, should make sure to be connected to Eretz Yisrael, always, to be thinking about Eretz Yisrael, to come visit Eretz Yisrael, to support Eretz Yisrael, to do everything we can to be connected to Eretz Yisrael. Shabbat Shalom.